0: Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast.
1: Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge.
0: Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodokar schaller Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, we're going to talk about bad dudes. Bad dudes. <laughs> I'm, bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. Who's bad? Right, well, um, we were bad down, last down, time, down, we tried down, to do down, bad, bad dudes. So, uh, but before we get into that, uh, we do have uh, some um, feedback from last week. All um, right. Actually, this is, this is from our Fury of the Furries episode. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And we heard from none other than Frederick Mott, otherwise known as El Mobo. Okay. He is the composer of the music. Oh, from Furry the furries. Okay, we like the music in that. And uh, I was talking about how I love that kind of a funky groove. Yeah. And he said that was because we were actually playing it at 50 hertz instead of 60 hertz. Oh. oh and he said, and uh, so it was and, too fast. Yeah. Pixels at Dawn also chimed in and, and said that we were playing it too slow. And if you play it at the normal speed, then it's a little bit faster. But oh,
2: we were playing it too slow. We were playing it
0: too slow. How did yeah. that happen? Uh, Usually, the it's beginning reverse. The, at the it? beginning of the well, no. When you play a PAL game, it's going to be slower than an NTSC.
2: Seat. oh that's right when you play a pal game in america right, it's fast right and I at the got beginning
0: you. at the beginning of the game it gives you two choices you push left or push right and i guess i just pushed the wrong direction
2: did that affect the speed of the game were you we playing the game it might have, it game? might have been slow, a little bit slower too we so. need that though yeah yeah, yeah. i that. liked it at the speed it was at it was I pretty thought, good yeah
0: to me it wasn't too wow, hard the, <laughs> the guy
2: that wrote the music was listening to the show yeah isn't yeah. that cool he,
0: he gave us a nice comment on youtube there so thanks dude uh, thanks el mobo Um, Pixels at Dawn told us the same thing. Uh, We got a uh, a message from a guy, Intric8, from Amiga Love. I love Uh, Amiga Love. Yeah. And he he just wanted to share, uh, this was in in relation to your Amiga find here locally in Lewisburg. Oh, yeah. He uh, shares this story. He says, in January 2016, I was contacted by a gentleman in Seattle where I happened to live who was at a stage in life where he needed to pass his huge Amiga collection on to the next generation. His eyes were beginning to fail him, and he'd finally mentally gotten to a place where he could let go of his heartthrob, Oh, Omnia. man. That's a brutal one. He'd been a huge diehard for decades and was all in back in the day. Over many years, he'd guesstimated he'd invested over $30,000 into his beloved computer platform of
2: choice. I, I can see that, yeah.
0: So in any case, it was as if I'd won the most amazing lottery ever on the planet. I drove my van to his home with his, with his two kids, with uh, Intrigue 8's two kids. My kids went into his house and were entertained by his wife. He and I carried eighteen boxes of Amiga Love into my van. Wow,
2: man! Talk about a find, huh? No kidding. Thirty? Can you imagine spending thirty large though? That's unbelievable. Now, if he was buying this stuff back when it debuted, I can absolutely see yeah. spending that much money. Yeah. Because those accelerators and monitors and hard drives, those things weren't cheap.
0: It's a, it's a, it was a strange era of computing. It was actually most of the early era of computing where you could easily buy. Um, peripherals that were more than the cost of the machine itself. Absolutely. Like a disk drive. You know? well, just accelerators were outrageously yeah. expensive, yeah. It's a, it's a strange thing because these days, I mean, you would be hard pressed to buy any kind of an accessory that
2: costs more than your machine. Can you think of something that would be like that? Uh... Well, I mean, if you think about computers hooked to, you could probably buy like a real expensive 3D printer That's or something. True, something like that. You know, mm-hmm. but I mean, or like, uh, I, I'll tell you something, we're talking about graphics cards. Yeah. Real high-end graphics That's card, true. a VR setup. Yeah, yeah, all so, those can get up there, you're right. So, so I guess still, we still live in that era.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's a buck to be made. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we got <laughs> feedback from Darwin. Uh, who's the guy that sent us that magazine. Uh, Which K- I, I, I've got a comment on that after you're done. Okay. Go ahead. So he says, uh, thanks for talking about the magazine K&A issue 8. You guys had a question about what issue the printed version started coming <laughs> out. For the English version, it was issue number 7, and the Polish version was issue number 6. So I guess they had five issues of Polish-only online content, mm. then decided to make a print version in Polish for issue 6, and then an English version in issue 7. Um, He says that he likes the magazine because the writers are all hardcore gamers. And uh, the Amiga, and uh, as we know, the Amiga popularity in Poland lasted much longer than the USA. Right. Um, He says... It seems like most of the writers were teenagers when they played C64 and Amiga games and played them to death in the '90s. Uh, a fun, an interesting thing about Darwin, we assumed that he was translating this uh, from Polish into English, but he says that he can't speak a word of Polish. He just proofreads the magazines and, may, and you know inserts uh, slang where necessary and tries to make it like a native speaker would write it. Uh, and as we know, have, having reviewed magazines from other countries, Amiga magazines in the past, that's something that is very much you know useful.
2: Yeah, and I will and I notice noticed that the, uh, I, I'm almost finished with it. I, I I read a bunch of it like that night because mm-hmm. it was, and uh, I will say I, I noticed that like the uh, articles are uh, often they'll have translated by it on the on the you know byline or at the top, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so I looked like a, several people were doing it. Yeah, uh, they translate very well. I mean, I didn't look at this and think, my gosh, this is like boring. You know, it's right. It was 100. percent It was. Some of it was a little, was probably worded a little different than a normal English speaker mm-hmm. would word it. But, I mean, I didn't have a lick of problem reading it. In fact, I kind of like that because, it to me, it gives a little more flavor. Absolutely. You know, the articles, there was a lot of game reviews, uh, a lot of C64 stuff, some Amiga stuff. Uh, there was even some Vic stuff in there. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, uh, I really dug it. I enjoyed it. The... Uh, it's written from a perspective of someone who's happy about what they're writing about. Mm. The Various people, you could tell they're really... Which I love that. Yeah. I like people enjoy what they're doing. And uh, I got some ideas for some games in there, too, that I, that I wanted to try. Including they had an article in there on a... Uh, 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 Bruce Lee. Remember the game Bruce Lee? Sure. And I didn't realize they'd released some Windows versions of Bruce Lee. Ooh, like some, like, me updated either. graphics versions. Wow. Look at that. Because yeah. I know you're a big fan I of I love Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee on too. the Atari. You know, so... Uh, but uh, again, the, uh, quality is at the pinnacle, top shelf in terms of the actual. Like I, mean, I guess when they made that jump, they didn't screw around. They went and got the top, the best paper, the best ink, the best everything. I mean, mm-hmm. that is this that's as clean and sharp and crisp as a magazine that I've ever read yeah. ever. Yeah, I was very. And impressed I'm not just, just saying it because it's the mega it. magazine. I mean, it is. You could set this on your coffee or something, and, be, and this is like a top shelf book. And the content is pretty darn good, too. So, so overall, so far, I, I give it a thumbs up. And I, I mentioned it on my Twitter. I was enjoying it. There. And uh, um, it's it's good. And I love to see something like that come out. And to make an English version of it is great. I hope they get an audience over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I've enjoyed it. I, I'm going to pass along to you and let you have a look yeah. at it.
0: If you guys want to follow Aaron on Twitter, it is at the Devil Bunny. Uh So, check him out. And, of course, I just post under our amigos. Uh, we can't both do it. That's why I have to, yeah. <laughs> have to post separately. Um, so uh, that that finishes out our uh, feedback from this this week. But we do have a little bit of mailbag time. Right. Uh, this comes from the great state of
2: uh, New Jersey. The new state for this fellow, as I recall. And that's right. Will he is just a, a recent transplant, in and new he Jersey. came out of Colorado. Right? That's right. Yeah. Was that where did he come out of in Colorado? Denver. Oh, boy, I don't Boulder, know. Boulder, something like that. I know he was in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but Will has He's sent us a He's our resident D-Paint expert. A package. <laughs>
0: Let's see what this is. This is uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire <laughs> for the PSP. Oh, there you go. I have a so, he sent this for you. Yeah, uh, I remember now Will asking me about if I had a PSP. Um, and I told him that I uh, that, that Jason had sold me his fellow amigo Jason for a very good price. Yes. and so uh, thank you, will. This is the first physical PSP game I believe that I have owned. well no, uh, since I had my original PSP back in the day. Um, and this I can already tell you that this is gonna be a better game than uh, the Tony Hawk game that I had. It did not translate well to the PSP. I,
2: so. uh, I have never played a single disc in my PSP <laughs> all the time I've had you know it. the
0: umd is such an interesting thing you know it's it's a disc that's got a, a like a built-in caddy i've never i mean there's there's never been another format like the umd
2: well there were back in the day they had cd-roms that you had to put the disc in a caddy. right but that was right that came with the cd-rom right
0: so. you had you had one caddy that came with your rom but this is this is it's a, it's a neat thing. I guess this was just the most economical way to fit lots of data onto it. Something you c- that was portable. Does
2: it actually go into the machine like that, or do you take it out of that? Though? No, it's. St- really? it slots I've never, right I've in. never, like, I've never used yeah, one. Yeah, so. slots right in. It's they a, uh, failed mightily. Yeah. the UMD and and, and, and should have failed. It was a, it was a dumb idea.
0: Discs-based stuff is 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 going away as the switch. Well, and it's just it's like a battery is, sucker among other That's the that's, main that's reason on a portable that's device
2: true. to have a motor spinning around like that. Yeah. That's why that's wacky time there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, that was nice. Of yeah. Week.
0: So thank you. will appreciate it. Um, <laughs> now, uh, I guess we should, uh, talk about some Amiga news.
2: Amiga uh, news. Let me consult the Oracle here. Um, we've got some interesting news. We had a lot of site updates this week, but I'll touch on the non-site news real quick. Um, so there's an article, uh, Adam Bradley or our good chum, uh, an article up this week on the emulator version 4.9.3 uh basically the gimmick on this is start any amiga os from a usb stick mm. did you look into this uh, no, at all i have not seen this um you know i guess you're booting off this off the joystick here and it's a yeah uh, is this what you're looking at i was trying to get our thing it's right. in there uh, no, I, it's you'll see it. It's okay. a little USB drive. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a uh, there we go. Go It's a Linux plus FS UAE project that you can start up on any Amiga operating system, from one up to four on a modern computer using a USB stick. So you stick this in any computer, you boot off of it, you're in business. Uh, and so, uh, and it's it's a free install. And if you go to the page that Adam has linked up. Uh, you can uh, you can uh, get a video on how to install it. That's interesting. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I can see a lot of uses of that, and so that might be something that, that I have to give a whirl. I love having
0: the ability to boot from a USB stick. I just oh, think it's yeah, so cool. Yeah. It opens up so many doors in terms of portability, being able to take you know all your files with you and stuff. Um, that's one of the big you know the cool things about Linux is that you know if you if you have if you don't have a lot of documents but you just want to use Linux all the time, you just carry that stick around with you.
2: I have uh, I have amassed a collection of Amigas now that are I should say Amigas a collection of PCs now they can just play Amiga stuff. I've got uh, uh, multiple ways to play, uh, and um, this is a, would be an interesting way to do it. Again, my uh, FSUAE is a pretty good gimmick too, so not bad, not mm-hmm. bad at all. Um, the guys over at the company have been busy uh, and. I almost decided not to even cover that. They're, they're updating so much stuff, it's almost hard to keep up. Uh, they have updated uh, uh, some some uh, games called... Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this. Squirrels? S-Q-R-X-Z. Hmm. Squirrels, Squirrels 2, and Squirrels 3. And by the way, get these titles. And Squirrels 4. So Squirrels 2. Two seconds until death. <laughs> Squ- Squirrels 3... Adventure for love. Ooh. I like that. How, how beautiful. Scrolls 4, cold cash. That's what happens when you when you have the adventure for love. You got to go find some money. That's right. After that one. Now here's a wacky one, and I I know you don't remember this because you don't remember me, but I don't remember it either. This it was a game called Plumpy. You know, <laughs> I think mistake number one was calling the game Plumpy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the game could not be defeated. You could not win the game because of a bug, and so. Uh, Eeroch, who, Iraq is the guy that goes through and fixes stuff or makes stuff, and you know, adds trainers or fixes stuff or makes it better, has went in and fixed this bug so you can now finish the game. Uh, story came straight off uh, ng-retro, a great, great site that we love and, uh, uh, so you can click on the site, uh, for or click on the link for more information. Now, uh, Adam was back again and I have read a lot about this and I, it's, it's everywhere is the, uh, uh, he's got a link uh, posted that on the channel for the Terrible Fire. Uh, the uh, Terrible Fire is this uh, is a card, basically. It's, it's, it's like a uh, all-for-one super card, Amiga expansion card. Uh, and it's getting a lot of popularity. Uh, I, I to be honest with you, I don't know exactly what it entails. It's a work in pro. Well, it's a work in progress. So I know it's got Sata ports. I'm just laughing because every time
0: one of these things comes across our radar, I have no idea what it does. Well, I
2: mean, this is not <laughs> so, your bag, yeah. and so, but I, I, I kind of keep an eye on this stuff. And uh, uh, hey, I'm all for inexpensive Amiga expansion cards. You know, keep them coming. Uh, and this one, apparently, from what I was reading, has like some sort of Sata. Compatibility. Okay, not bad. All right, if that's a if that's true, uh, so don't hold me to that. I'll, I'm gonna do a little look at that one a little bit more when I get a chance. Uh, but because that was that's a link to an entire channel of videos, and I, I've seen a couple of their things come by and just kind of watched them. But uh, normally I don't cover that much hardware stuff anymore. But that looks pretty interesting, so it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, and again, along the same lines, Adam Bradley also uh, posted a link up to the Flea FPGA. Experimenter board. Uh, again, uh, this is a. Uh, it's exactly what it says. It's a, it, right now. It's an Indiegogo, uh, but it's going to be sort of a uh, uh, Raspberry Pi-ish. Well, it's a, it's an FPGA, so it's going to be an FPGA that you can jack around with uh, effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, how how are they doing fund-wise? So it looks like they still have a ways to go. They've still got a
0: month left. They've raised about twenty percent of their uh, of their goal. They need to get ten thousand six hundred dollars. It's a strange. That's amount. a pricey.
2: That's a pricey um, little gimmick. There. Yeah.
0: And uh, to purchase this, uh, this is forty five bucks. So, I mean, that's not th- when you compare that to a mist. I don't know what a mist does that this thing doesn't do. Well, that's but, the
2: thing. I would look into that. But, yeah. Uh, um, you know, it's funny. I was I was talking to my buddy at work today about these little computers. Um, when we bought me and him both bought these, HP Stream Minis couple years ago they were small computers and we and this one we're using in the arcade Mm -hmm. and we thought man these are really nice little computers this is incredible the technology and it's uh just a few short years later and little tiny computers are just a rage they're everywhere and you can see what's happening it's very similar to what happened in regular computers uh they've taken they've taken a base model computer and now what they're going to do is Pack more features and make it faster and more powerful, and that's what. And it, now it's just they. It now that it's a, it's a, a race to make the smallest, most powerful computer, you know, and which is a good race. I mean, for the price point and the size. I mean, these things should start t- turning up everywhere mm-hmm. to, to do every mundane task you can think of, I and mean, there's a million things you can do with them. And when when they pack more memory and more power on them, uh, sky's the limit. Yeah. So. You know, it's funny. We were talking about uh, we were talking about the little consoles, which we were going to talk about in a little while. But those are those novelty almost has worn off for me. On the, it, just you can play everything on everything anymore. I mean, if you really want to emulate old machines or, or whatnot, I mean, it's the sky's the limit on that. I mean, really, there's no barrier. It's Just a barrier about how close you can get to modern stuff. Uh, where a few years ago, if you'd said, "Here's a thirty-five dollar card," It'll play like every game you want. You'd have lost your mind, mm-hmm. and now it's just another thing. So. Right. Still, it's, hey, I'd rather live now than the time where there was not $35 cards. Um, this is a site update, but I'm going to mention it here because it's a hardware one. Uh, our boy, Gary, the Huckster, he's back. He's got a very interesting video. I watched this last night. This is my bedtime viewing, <laughs> believe it or not, so I don't watch it. Uh, his Amiga 500 booting off of a zip drive uh gary's the zip master and uh he has a uh, i mean if you just look at the of the rig he's gotten this it looks a great rig uh, i am kicking myself for throwing away my zip drive. <laughs> <laughs> i i mean it was like a month later when and then gary started doing stuff with the zip drive and i was just like why did i do that because i could i would want to do this stuff now so i may have up having to buy another zip drive but uh, uh gary does a good job and uh his videos are always popular, his hardware videos. So it's it's definitely a good watch. And Gary's good at explaining what's going on. So what have we got site wise, Boat?
0: Well, um, a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's been a busy week for Amigos Plays videos, including your own Amigos Plays videos, Aaron. Um, so let me uh, just refresh our page here. Um, so uh, why don't we start with something that is uh whenever I see that picture right there I just think about I always I don't know why I think that's it's like a three stooges thing, but it's not. Um this is Dre- Benny Hill for the uh I think
2: does he talk is this even an Amiga game or is this just go. F- for Spectrum? Yeah. That's I love that's, Benny Hill. Yeah. Uh this I think he looks at a couple of different games, but these are not yeah, they're not, not yeah. Amigas. But Benny Hill, um as I mentioned, I actually put a little post up on the site. In this in this country, Benny Hill was like pretty popular. Mm-hmm. I would say pretty darn popular in the '70s and the '80s, and uh, it was easily the most popular British show we got, wouldn't you say? Yeah, uh, no. I would. I would, no, no. In the '70s, it it, it trumped Monty Python. It trumped well, everything. I don't. Yeah, I don't know because maybe I was Doctor the, Who. I was
0: not alive in the '70s, so you'll well, have to speak to that.
2: I can tell you, as a kid, like this show was very popular. And um, it, was, it was the most popular British show amongst the masses. You know, they didn't where, have,
0: where, where was it broadcast?
2: PBS. Okay. And, and eventually syndicated. No, you, it may have always been syndicated, now that I think about it. I'm so not you sure think
0: to, that, like, of all those British comedies that play on Saturday mornings?
2: I'd and... say this is the one most people, if you ask people what British show can you name, Benny mm-hmm. Hill is going to be right at the top of the list, okay. even today. Uh, and I love Benny Hill. Like I, like I posted when I was a little kid, I liked it because it was wacky. And as I got older, I dug it because of the hot Hills Angels women that were mm-hmm. on there, the all tantalizing situations with Benny. Benny is a uh, really an almost like an American style comedian in a lot of ways. He reminds me, he, uh, it's all sight gags, you know, or really stupid jokes. You know, I remember one thing where he had this set up and he said they had this guy to go drop. They were gonna drop confetti on him. He goes, "Okay, drop the confetti." And the guy was hard of hearing, so he, instead of dropping confetti, they just dropped a big wad of spaghetti on the guy. <laughs> he goes, "Not spaghetti, confetti!" Like that kind of wackiness. Right, right. And then he was also super duper famous for. And he, to this day, when you hear "Yakety sacks oh, or whatever, yeah. Yeah. that's the only thing that comes to mind. It's been parodied on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. It's been parodied everywhere. Yeah, like you can't hear that song without thinking about Benny Hill right. and his little skits, a little, a little Bobby, the little guy. He Pat on the head, and the other hit another stooge, like a t- taller stooge It would always run around with him, you know, so. I uh, I had a real soft spot for Benny Hill, so I read this article with much interest this week, and it was good stuff, as always, Dreamcatcher. Yeah. It made me very pleased to know that Benny Hill had a, had a game. <laughs> I love that. Um, and I don't know if uh, if
0: Chris has posted this on the site. I don't know if he actually posted it on everythingamia.com but he did the uh, the Batman game.
2: Yeah, for a He did. He actually, and it, I, I've got it on uh, on the Google Plus. Yeah. Um, he also did, uh, I believe he also did a extreme, extreme racing. racing. Right, and of course it was the '90s, so it's everything was extreme. That's right. And you don't even get an E in extreme. <laughs> but did you watch the video for extreme racing? I have not seen it yet. But flip, flip through it. Look at this. Look at the, what the Amiga is doing in this video. It's quite astounding. Wow. To be honest with you, you know, it reminds me a lot of F-Zero, just like a slower F-Zero. Yeah, it's our Mario Kart. Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, if you look at, granted, obviously it's a lower resolution, but I, I, honestly, I didn't know the Amiga could throw that down. Yeah, and so when that's I watched this impressive. video, and apparently, the, um, watching Chris play this, he, he's all over the road. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, I don't know how well it plays, but we're going to put this on the radar because I saw this and I was like, man, I got to get me a, a piece of that. And see yeah, how that, it's been and a while since thing we've goes. done a racing game. So. Yeah, so but that, I thought that looked pretty cool. And then Batman, the perennial right. favorite, uh, which we've probably all played that uh and uh you know you, you forgot to cover this double dragon looks to be getting a
0: faithful remake oh the yes yeah. so there's not much to that story it was that the story that i just said <laughs>
2: yeah i think they released a screen or something to the guys but if he's done he's done a couple of weeks work on it on but uh, uh that's our swaney story which that's swaney's game so uh i don't know if we'll better compete with uh uh, what he's used to playing. If you, if you listen to Retro Asylum, that's, Double Dragon came, comes up time and time again. And so, but uh, hey, uh, uh, Double Dragon 2 on the Amiga is halfway decent and, uh, maybe they can put something together. But I mean, it look, it looks pretty good. Uh, uh, they've got a small video of it, which actually, yeah, you just, you found uh, it, it looks pretty solid. Yeah, it, it looks real looks real smooth. What did you think of Double Dragon in the arcade? I never played it in the arcade. I only
0: played the you NES You owned a version. Double Dragon. Uh, I own Double Dragon 2.
2: Close enough.
0: Okay, well, you ask me what I think
2: of Double Dragon what 2. What did you think of Double Dragon when you played it at home?
0: I love Double Dragon 2. I don't know much no, about Double, Double, Double Dragon 1. one. Right? did you not play that emulated or anything? And, uh, no, I only played the NES version. And I felt like I was getting a lot. Of, the only thing I remember from Double Dragon, the arcade game, is it's in that movie The Wizard. Uh-huh. and the kid is in that gas station or whatever, and he rings up like four zillion points in Double Dragon. The
2: thing I always think of when I think of Double Dragon is at the beginning of it, your chick is standing there, and, and this guy walks up and just punches yeah, her in the punch gut. Punches in the gut. Carries and she, He off. throws her over his shoulder to hear, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then starts the music with that awesome music. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty... That was sort of risque, I guess. I mean, I remember I remember being like appalled that this oh, yeah. guy hit a woman. Well, it definitely establishes who the bad guy is. In the second one, I think they walk up to your girlfriend and, and shoot, shoot her. her. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. You know, uh, and I remember uh, Jimmy and Bimmy in the in the home oh, yeah. version where they screwed up the names. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's Jimmy. And Vimy. Vimy. Yeah, I remember that too. So. <laughs> hey, you can't win them all. No, Some but... of that stuff slips through. They obviously don't have the uh, editors that the uh, magazine has when it comes to the translation to English. Right. Uh, so yeah, uh, that will be might be interesting. Hopefully he'll get it done. That'd be great. Yeah. And uh, before we go any further, I just want to remind everybody that the Amigos are
0: all over the social media. Oh, we yeah. are all over the social media. You can follow <laughs> us on Facebook. Um, you can find us on Twitter. And Instagram, I think it's Instagram.com slash everything Amiga. Um, we yeah, just search, we're, yeah, we're there. Yeah, um, we're also
2: on uh, uh, what's it called, Sketcher or whatever. Well, uh, that that's that. Yeah, if you want to listen to our podcast, you're already I, listening to but us. They're but they're just they're just other yeah. avenues. We're on Stitcher. Stitcher, dang. Yeah. No wonder I don't publicize that. <laughs> um, you know, any kind of
0: a podcast platform that you, you can, you know, we're on Google. We're on Google Podcast. You, Podcasts, could, you Google can listen. Play. Yeah, you
2: can listen to us on your. Uh, on your streaming box in your house, we're on there. Uh, I gosh, I can't remember. I, I think it's like uh, I'll, I'll Alexa, play Amigos, everything Amiga podcast, yep. and I'll come up with the latest issue. That's e- right, e- episode. So, and I'm cunningly weaving a, a plan to get us on the Roku box too, so with our own video channel. Oh, that would be sweet. Yeah, I, I've often wanted won. I'm that, gonna, I'm, so. I'm ham and egging my way in. All I've already, right. I've got developer rights already, so I'm sweet. working on it. Hey. Uh, you got something else here, but I've gotten a cunning plan. So here, something else. Uh, it's been a little while since we had an Amigos challenge, right? We love those. This is Brutal Barracuda's baby, uh, and Brutal's been up. Uh, he's been a busy man. So we're gonna launch the net. Go ahead and launch once. So we haven't done one for a while, and we batted around a few ideas. And Jason, uh, Jason Warrens, I think, came up with the idea. So what we're gonna do with this one is we're gonna do the one life. Your best score with one life on Turrican Two. That's the thing. No cheats, no nothing. Just straight, straight up Turrican Two. Uh, go to our forums. Uh, the rules are all there for how to submit everything. We may have to change this around a little bit. Uh, I don't know if we have access to the way we were sending them in before. Uh, and but uh, there'll be a there'll be a post there in the next few days to give everyone full instructions on how to do it. And uh, but and we'll give the thing a couple weeks so we'll announce an end date but I'm just getting you this is your one week notice to start practicing and we'll officially lay everything down to have everything exactly uh, laid out on how to submit your entries next week all right sounds good yeah um I guess it's time to move on to the game no no it's not well we want to talk about one more thing oh yeah you've got to talk about your you've got a rant I'm not going to rant too much. I thought we got to rant and rant. I want to discuss these. Okay. And it's funny because they all came up at once. So, in the past, I guess, week, right, you've had uh, the uh, Super Nintendo Mini released. You've had the details on the Atari box released. And today, today was the first day I heard this, was the... Uh, announcement of the c64, the c64
0: mini. mini oh it's actually i think it's just called the
2: it's the 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 url i think is the c64.com right so. now I, I i it's funny this came when you sent this up i had no idea what this was and I had never heard of it this came out of complete from the aether that came from nowhere mm-hmm what did you hear about this? Now it's all over Facebook. I know so, that. Uh,
0: well, you know, whenever I, whenever I uh, get a chance, <laughs> I check Twitter. Right. And, you know, Twitter is where all the breaking news goes down. It is. And, uh, and the Twitterverse was all a Twitter with the, uh, the news of this thing. I think this thing might have just been launched maybe yesterday because everybody was talking about it. Um, so this is a um, essentially what appears to be a Raspberry Pi-like device in a C64-shaped case. That comes with a joystick that looks like a. I think that's the competition pro competition pro joystick, um, and um, it's got 64 games built in. It retails it has for, 64 games. Wow, mm-hmm. I thought it only had 20. You no, know, 64. Good. Yeah, and uh, it, the, you're thinking of this Nes Mini. Yeah, um, it's 21. And uh, the um, and it basically, you know, you you power it up. It loads what is probably uh, Vice. And it's got some sort of a front end that you can select the games. Uh, it's got save states. Um, Does it have a game list there? Let's Scroll down here. Let's look at the,
2: look at the, because this could be the avenue we've been waiting for, to possible, having an, a, some sort of Amiga Mini. Now, I guess I've already read that these games were used without permission. Have you heard that? I have heard that. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Um, There's some pretty good games on here. Chips Challenge, yeah, I saw. California Games is on yeah, there. Yeah, Impossible Mission 2. Mm-hmm. Impossible Is that Impossible Mission 1? Yep. Um, that doesn't look like 64 games. Monty on the Run. Two, three, four, 2, 3, 4, 5. 2, 3, 4. Yeah, it's... Is it? Okay. It says the 64 games included. Okay, so. I'll show you what I know. Cosmic Carnage. Looks like some decent games on there. I, I don't see a pattern in the games, do you, in terms of... Uh, um, who made them or whatever so i don't know what the rhyme or reason is that that particular i mean i didn't see blue max on there bruce lee some of the things i would expect to be on there but um what would you say the total asking price was gonna be on this thing so 90 bucks what do you think and the keyboard we determined we don't think the keyboard actually works. right the on keyboard a little... is, is
0: non-functional um it's to, cute to me okay if you're gonna buy a c64 and then buy a Kira and then buy a um, a Raspberry Pi, and if you value your time at all, you're already in over ninety bucks. <laughs> that explains why I got under the <laughs> my <laughs> time is worth nothing. Um, you got you had C sixty fours. You have C sixty fours. That's Kimbo. So that 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 was
2: out of to the way. to be fair though, you could just buy a Raspberry Pi and not buy any of the other stuff and do the same thing. Because really, you don't have a C sixty four with that either. It doesn't have a keyboard that works. Right. So You're gonna have to provide your own keyboard. It does have a joystick, right? B- which we don't know if it's any good or it was. Yeah, it's a I think the
0: joystick is gonna be. Once we start hearing reviews of the joystick, if the joystick is good, this thing goes up a lot in my eyes because
2: there isn't really a good joystick in that form factor that's USB. I think 90 is a little much. I mean, because what's the NES, the Super NES, going for? It's like 65 or 70 bucks, I'm like, something that, like that. That I mean, 90. I don't know. That, that seems like a tall order it to does, pull down. It, now you're getting a joystick, but mm-hmm. I mean, so you get a game pads right. with the others. I think you get right. two with the new one. I don't yeah, know if you got it, the ninety other
0: seems a little bit high for me, but I I wonder if they almost have to price it higher because they're not expecting to sell as many.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. You're probably. You're probably. And I mean, I guess if you're collecting games for the same reason that someone that would buy the Super Nintendo one would be, which is just like. It's a cool, look a little gimmick. You need to come forward you know? a little bit. You're like halfway off the. That's part of my plan. Um, anyways, uh, I, if you're buying something specifically to have a collector's item, mm-hmm. you're probably going to pay this a lot. Great?
0: I'm going to take a break from the podcast for a second. We can face each other and talk. We could never do that with the old setup with a green screen. <laughs> you pause the show for that. The green. I'm just. I'm just enjoying the fact that we can. We can have a little fireside chat. I didn't turn on the TV this week. But sometime Pretend in the future, there's fire there. Just for fun, I'm gonna put up the fireplace there, the virtual fireplace that from Netflix.
2: You're just so full and of glee. You had to I get am. that out, did you? I just um, I think it now this is not an Indiegogo, or something. This is no, a this legitimate is, thing.
0: Yeah, it says coming soon. The price is not listed on the page. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that price came from. It came from Twitter. So that price may be totally wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised. If you know they're if they're looking to make any money on this at all, you know.
2: Yeah, that like I said, that's er, we just broke today, so Mm -hmm. we don't. But I mean, we're gonna keep that in the loop. And then yesterday we got word that the Atari box had been uh, some of the specs. Right now, this
0: I purposefully did not. I haven't looked at this at all because I wanted you to tell me about it.
2: Well, I mean, there's not a ton to tell. They didn't release any of the game information. They said the Atari box will run on some sort of Linux uh they said that the uh, uh it would have the ability to be used as like a desktop os type affair mm-hmm. which sounds again it sounds very raspberry pi um the price point is 299 mm. for it that's wow that's pricey uh a lot of people are saying this is the new League of Chameleon. Mm-hmm. A lot of, and the reason I want to bring this up, basically there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot of speculation just based on a minimal amount of information that's been released.
0: To me, though, this thing is already orders of magnitude more in the public eye. The Chameleon, you didn't hear people talking about the Chameleon on national news. Like I've heard, like big names talking about this Atari. Well,
2: mix. I don't know what they've got in mind for it. It, um, I would not have released a price before releasing some sort of game library. They're acting like it's going to be it. They're they're they one of the reasons people are making the comparisons because it hits a lot of the same bullet points that the chameleon did. It's going to play indie like games that are like retro games. Yeah. It's not going to be powerful enough to run the most powerful stuff, but it can run like a lot of overrated classic stuff. It's the same pitch that the Ouya originally. Right. Had. It's going to come with X amount of Atari game, classic games. We don't know what kind. Is mm. it going to play anything? Is it going to bring anything different to the table? We talked briefly talked about this a couple, you know, months ago. Is it right. going to have any Jaguar stuff? Is it going to have any Atari computers stuff? Stuff you can't or fifty two hundred mm-hmm. stuff you can't normally play. Yeah, a two ninety nine price point is uh, is very high. Yeah, considering you can get a a, a Wii, I think it's three fifty, and the other two consoles are under two ninety nine, I believe. Yeah, that's yeah. so you're up there with the big boys at right. this point. Um, the one thing that irritated me: there are a lot, and i I'll, I'll like some of these guys. There's a lot of people out there that. Do commentary on YouTube about about the various consoles, and they have a big crack up about, it and have a good hearty laugh. But they're killing, like they're they're just killing old Atari games. No one wants to play these old Atari games. I hate that. That really mm. bothers me because I one guy was ragging on Pitfall, and one guy was ragging on uh, 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 what was the other game they were killing? Yars' Revenge. I said these are classic games. Uh, um, whether, you, whether you agree with the console or not. Well, Remember, maybe you don't think they're going to be but I mean, I'm, they're saying that these games are, they all these old Atari games are junk. Here's the thing.
0: In a sense, I agree with you. But I think maybe, and I haven't seen these videos, in their defense, having not seen them, maybe what they're saying is why would you pay $300 to play these games?
2: That They are saying that, but you there needs to be a distinction there. Uh, they're like, nobody wants to play these games. Nobody likes these games. You get them for a buck at the yard sale, a big box. Up. You know, it, without Pitfall, I mean, Pitfall effectively began the platformer, you know, era. I mean, that's that was the first big platforming game. Uh, Kaboom was another one that guy was killing. I mean, Kaboom, that's a classic yeah, game. And I don't think you're going to find
0: any opposition with the loyal listeners here. And I as mean, an
2: added bonus, those aren't Atari games. So if you're going to rag on Atari, at least pick on <laughs> something they did you know right you know there's plenty of well yars alls revenge isn't Oh well, yeah problem. but i'm talking about pitfall and kaboom yeah that irritated me and also the fact that these guys are killing this con which the concept does sound it doesn't sound great but we don't we haven't we don't mean anything you are you familiar least... with andy rooney yeah
0: okay <laughs> i don't know if you've noticed but everybody on youtube is andy rooney i know okay I they know. get paid their livelihood is complaining about things well you're
2: right you're right and i complain hey I, you, know, you, remember, should to, you should listen. You should listen to our pre-show. <laughs> remember that time we talked about football <laughs> boat? You know, right. I can't do an Andy Rooney anymore. That's pretty good. But uh, um, then the third console. So anyway, the court's still out. I know the guys over at Atari Age are talking about this like it's going to be an actual thing. And I put more faith in the Atari age people when it comes to Atari crap Mm -hmm, than I put into any any other commentators that are looking at a press release. Right, because they live and breathe this stuff. Yeah, so if the Atari age guys aren't poo-pooing it yet, Mm -hmm. because they poo-pooed the crap out of that chameleon. They're the ones that killed that thing. Right. Um, I'm going to... I trust the Atari age guys. I mean, there's some fanatics in there. Don't get me wrong, but they're the good kind of fanatics that I like. Yeah. Um, And then this week also we had the launch of the Super Nintendo Mini. Right, mm-hmm. uh, I saw a lot of people picking these up. I guess they're more plentiful because mm-hmm. I saw a lot more success stories this time around. Yeah,
0: and Nintendo claims that they're going to continue manufacturing all the way up until December. Here's the
2: thing I thought was amusing to me. Uh, from what I read today, uh, someone's already gutted one of these. and it, the And effectively... It's exactly exactly the same innards as the NES. Yeah, I, I <laughs> that, was, that was great. I was amused that you were amused by that because why would it be any different? It shouldn't. I, yeah. I, but I mean, it's it, I mean, it, when I step back when I step back and think about it. But it just it did. I thought that's genius is what I think. They're geniuses is what they are, and and uh, I, I wonder if they've done any security measures to keep people from. Yeah, you know, dropping a hammer. I wouldn't be
0: surprised if they didn't, because I think in Nintendo's mind, you've already bought the system. You know, like because they, I mean, think about like they're real vigilant about like the Switch and the Wii and stuff like that. I mean, all this stuff has been hacked, but it, it takes a while, and they try their best. But with these, it's like since they're not selling any additional hard or any additional software on these boxes, you know, they might not be. As gung ho, they just—they're just happy that you're buying
2: them. Now let me let me ask you this: uh, I saw some people in in Europe get these, and they're the—they look like the Japanese so Are mm-hmm. the American ones? Do they look like the, the old slider, ugly-looking? Yeah, dog? the American.
0: That you look like the the machines look like what they shipped in there because those are
2: country. much uglier than the, the
0: Japanese yeah, ones. Um, the the Does
2: ours have the gray and blue buttons, like the old ones. They, and look they have e- the colorful. They buttons? look
0: exactly like the Super Nintendo. That was I think sold I'd rather here. have a European one to be honest Most with you. Most people yeah. would. Most people would because they have the colorful buttons. Yeah. The shape. Some people like the angular design of the 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 Super Nintendo, but I I, I would rather have a Famicom. Yeah, I agree. One. I agree. I'm getting,
2: are they same games this time? Yeah yeah right. uh i i is i'm 99 sure i did hear that the Star Fox 2 rom has been ripped off of it mm. so that's a boon in the community mm-hmm. that wants to play that yeah so that yeah be. now this all leads up to the amiga based question here that i was angling for we've got all these minis right um chances of something amiga related in the future is the first part of this question so let's get to that are we going to see an amiga mini in okay. the next two years My gut feeling is no, because
0: the amount of C64s sold worldwide is probably... I wouldn't be surprised if it was 100 times the amount of Amigas sold
2: worldwide. I mean, the C64 is the best-selling
0: single computer of all time. Okay, but what,
2: what about, say, there's an Intellivision Mini... I would say or a I mean, those weren't I, nearly as popular. Yeah, I w- well, first of all, there there really there really aren't many like those are those plug
0: and play. That's right. Things, um, those games work because you can install a very 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 cheap system on a chip to make those go. I've got a twelve hundred dollar computer, and I, we can't emulate the Amiga
2: right. But, but you you don't think you could pick from the vast software library to get Amiga emulated games that would run? Oh, Properly. you could,
0: but that would require a lot of effort against the probable small amount of games that would be sold. Not all, not to mention that, but like on the Intellivision and uh, the ColecoVision, those games it was easy to track down and get the rights to those games. Do you do
2: you think the rights were? What you, if let's let's we're gonna make an assumption here. Let's assume that the C sixty four when they just said we're just gonna put some games on it mm-hmm. and it just went crazy. Okay, could you see a Amiga? Does that give you more faith that there could be an Amiga Mini? If the Because to me, it, okay, it the does, C64 appearing makes me think, hey, there, this might open the door for something in that gray area that is Amiga because the hardware is already there. We've it talked does about give that. Me,
0: it does give me more faith, but I still think the chances of an Amiga-based system are very, very low just because of the emulation trouble combined with uh, the difficulty in securing the rights combined with the fact that so many games require a keyboard just to start them
2: if if the c64 mini or whatever it's called is what we think it is which is some flavor of a raspberry Pi in a cunningly designed case right if that's what it is Mm -hmm. and a a good joystick i think there will absolutely be an amiga version i really do i seriously mean that uh i'll grant you the c64 was much larger uh, effect in america than it than the amiga but i think there's enough of an audience and it, i think the price point's cheap enough to where you could pull it off i, th- I honestly think you could now uh, and i think it would be something that would be european targeted uh, but i think there'd be enough p- uh, interest in to make some money on. It. i hope you're right i would love to see one now here's my part two of my question give me your t- let's say four or five games that you would like to see on it that you think would be uh, system sellers.
0: Okay. So, again, another reason why I don't think this works is so many of the games that are worth playing on the Amiga are mouse-driven. So, you're going to have to... Maybe it comes with a mouse. So, you know, you're going to either have to... Now, it might be cool. Maybe it'll come with a tank mouse. You know, right. that might be neat. Let's say the mouse is at a joystick. So okay. So, give me five games. Okay. Lemmings. Okay. Cannon Fodder. Yeah. Lotus 2. Yeah. Um... What, what games that I would like to see? It would be the Adams family, but uh, games that <laughs> would probably, that would, I'd say, probably Zool, because that's sort of like the mascot platformer, or Super Frog for the Amiga. Um, put would, that out there. I would
2: say, and I would, I, I'm telling you, you are going to put a Shadow of the Beast on it. Okay, probably Shadow of the Beast. So there's the five. I think you, I think you nailed it. I really, I mean, that's almost with that one exception, the Super Frog and Shadow of the Beast. I think that's exactly what they'd put on it. I think, of course, you've got if you've got twenty slots. Uh, you could you could uh, put some good stuff on there. Um, we know that the the, the discs and stuff, is, it, you wouldn't need very much storage to mm-hmm. put. I mean, right. you could, if they put 64 C64 games, you could put at least, you know, 40 Amiga games in the same space, mm-hmm. right? Maybe more. And uh, you could come up with some good stuff. You're right, the mouse is an issue. And realistically, it probably won't come with a mouse if they made one. Uh, but it is the Amiga that could be the gimmick, you know? Depending on what's in that C sixty four, if it's what we think, and it's a pie, it makes it or something related. Right. Uh, uh, it would not be a hard stretch to to uh, do this, a similar gimmick, you know, on with, for Amiga stuff. Yeah. And, and and that much said. Um, I'd be interested to tear into that. See, we ninety bucks is a lot of money, but I, we may have to get our hands on one of those to, and to check check it out. Yeah, yeah especially the, if the early reviews come in positive. I know this isn't the C sixty four Amigos, but it's still it's the same family. I'd like to, I'd like to yeah. see it. I yeah. have to say, I, I, I have some interest. It, it's also there's a lot of hutzpah there to even put that out.
0: Um, Pishbot in the chat says his five games. Would be uh, Chaos Engine, Speedball Two, Stunt Car Racer, Dyna Blaster, and Lotus Two.
2: All great. Yeah. I, but I, I, the ones that that we agreed on, I think, were would be System Movers. I don't they're, think. Yeah, don't they're think, universally beloved. Yeah, I don't think like Stunt Car Racer, for example, or Chaos Engine were widely known enough mm-hmm. to to. I mean, they're well known in the Amiga community. But I'm, I'm, they're going to want to appeal to a, like a cross section right. of people. If this thing comes out, it's going to have more than five games on it anyway. And, and, so, and, and plus, you're going to want. Yeah, I mean obviously, and th- those are games that would probably all get included. Yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah. good um, call. Beneath the still Sky, that'd be a good one. Yeah, of course. Uh, then you're going to absolutely have to have. And also, if we're talking about no keyboard, uh, and you're going to and you're going to have to. That's going to limit what you can do. It would have to be something where I think it would be a BYO. You know what they do? We're thing. so stupid, Boat. CD32 tiles, which would, would go perfectly. There was no mouse. And there was no keyboard. Mm-hmm. You could you could port them right over. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be the way to go. Yeah. So there you go. All right, so that concludes our uh, new mini console roundup. We 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 don't normally go into the other console stuff, but I thought it had some bearing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this would be a good point in the show to mention that we also just did a uh, Amigos Plays series we're starting, and we're looking at the Saturn. Yeah, yeah. So in our first one was we played soccer, VR soccer. VR soccer 96. And so we're going to try to uh, release these in a way that they um, – uh, um, dovetail into what our Amiga show is that week to a certain degree. So we've got next week, we've got one in mind. So. Yeah, yeah. If All right. That sort of thing. But now it's time for Bad Dudes. Bad Dudes. I've been waiting for a week to do this,
0: book. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in case uh, you didn't uh, listen to our show last week, we actually recorded a Bad Dudes segment as part of our Sly Spy episode, but uh, I accidentally left the um, the volume on the arcade of bad dudes on full blast and so we're we're talking but you can't hear us at some point
2: and, you know they were going I'm bad and, and they were talking to us like, you're bad that's right that's right oh I get the chat up so we can make sure they can hear us. yeah yeah so bad Dudes, let's talk about it this is part two of our data East spectacular uh, bad dudes uh, came out in the Amiga in 89 so eighty nine. Let's let's set
0: the time frame here because uh, these these were pivotal years in in your life. Eighty nine was when you were getting ready to embark on your grand quest for higher education, right? Well, eighty nine is the is in fact the year I graduated from from high school. And you remember
2: seeing Bad Dudes in the arcade when you were at Marshall, when I was right? at Marshall. I, the, uh, the the first place I ever saw Bad Dudes was in the student center, Marshall. They had uh, Bad Dudes and Tetris, both of which I played a lot while jukebox was playing pat benatar and hair hair metal oh yeah you know uh i was playing the heck at and we had a pool table down there too uh, and i played i, I thought badass a, was a cool game you know it uh uh it marked off i'm not usually the you know i'll tell you what i used to love kung fu remember that game mm-hmm. yeah uh, just you ran across the thing karate champ in
0: the arcades
2: no not karate champ kung fu kung fu master kung in the fu arcades. master yeah. right but it, but you run you run across the stage kicking and punching people then you run across the next stage kicking and that was the game. This is like the the natural progression into the 80s. You know you've got you've got to go save the president. You're uh, uh, you pick a couple of big beefy goofs and you beat up ninjas. That's the 80s. That sums it all up right there. So yeah, I was into it and it, it, I didn't I played that in lieu of going to class more than a few times. <laughs> So, uh, and to put it in, to put it in perspective, Bad Dudes debuted in the arcades in '88. So this was, conversion was pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. On this one, um, the publisher of this was uh, it was published by Ocean or Imagine, uh, and uh, this game supported two-player simultaneous play, which is awesome. You got to have that. It was developed by Ocean France. All right, uh, Ocean France. Uh, was just sort of a – they did a lot of games that are really, uh, uh, you know, stuff you wouldn't think much about. I'll get into them in a little while. Um, and all the people that worked on this, well, a lot of them, not all of them were French. Uh, the uh, coder was a guy named Benoist Aron, which I love. Benoist. Beno- That's a good game How do you spell that? B-E-N-O-I-S-T. Benoist. Are you sure it's just – It uh, could like, be Benoist. Um, but no. normally, I would say –
0: or it could be Ben Wals. Yeah, I was going to say maybe they maybe that's a typo. Maybe that
2: that S just doesn't seem like it belongs. A, t- a typo? Are you doubting the good people at Limon Amiga? <laughs> I will have you <laughs> killed, it sir. Um, uh, the uh, this came out on uh, on some systems. It, it was it was more widely spread around than Slice by was last week. Uh, this came out on the Amstrad, of course. You got to have the Amstrad in there. The Atari ST, which I believe was the original system. I had trouble confirming that, but that seems to be what I read a lot of people say. Uh, this was out in the NES, which I believe you played it on the NES, boat. Uh the Spectrum, of course, and uh, that's pretty much it. I believe also this came in, out in some of the, uh, 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 those, you know, like the downloadable arcade compilation, like 360 and stuff. I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, now, here's the thing about this game that's interesting: it had three different names, all right? In the, in the U.S., it was Bad Dudes. Right. That's all you need, right? But that wasn't enough for some people. In Europe, it was Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja, okay? And in Japan, it was just Dragon Ninja. So if you're in Europe, you get the full coverage on the name. <laughs> when I first loaded this up on the Amiga, back when I first got it, uh, and it said Dragon Ninja, I was like, what the hell is this? And, it was, and that font's real goofy looking. And then all of a sudden, here are the Bad Dudes. I'm like, oh, yeah, Bad Dudes. And I was stunned at how i was like, I just played this, and here it is. You know, I've got it. And I thought it was—at the time, I was like, man, this is the best. I mean, it was—I like, I mean, the arcade did come home, and that was a, <laughs> that was the time when it was a big deal. Right. You know what I'm when saying? When bringing
0: the arcade home was a tagline that That's was right. commonly used. Now,
2: this this I didn't know, but I, I read this, and so I'll include it here. Uh, the game was—you uh, know, this is according to Wiki, and you can take this with a grain of salt— the game was uh, uh, had a, had a spiritual successor in '91, which I actually have played. This it's called Two Crew Dudes. You ever heard of that? No, it sounds like something uh, <laughs> another caveman game. It's uh, it's not. It's not. It's not, it's not a caveman mm-hmm. game. It's just another dumb game. So the goal of this game, that it asks the age-old question: Are you bad enough? Right. And in this case, are you bad enough to rescue President Ronnie? He's been kidnapped. So you can you can pick uh you can, you can play one or two players. Uh, player one uh, is a guy named Blade, and player two is Striker. Wow, that's awesome. This is like that a tag team. That sounds like a tag team. Uh, Blade and Striker. Now I don't know is if they're... Striker is spelled with a Y. Uh, no, oh, not so it's according not like to this. not the Mortal Kombat here. Now I don't know if uh, um, it's ever mentioned in the game. I don't remember their names ever been coming up. Do you? No. And I don't remember them ever coming up in the arcade either. Uh, so but uh, so President Ronnie is based on Ronald Reagan newsflash right um, and so there are ra- as we learned when we did the playthrough, that there are rampant ninja attacks rampant and so um, and, and the White House is not an exception and so the Secret Service has contracted you to go go and, and, and rescue the president so um, there there are there are six or seven stages of this thing. And the first stage has you on like uh, what'd you say it looked like the streets of Atlantic City. The streets of Atlantic City. I'm going to assume that that's actually the streets of, of Washington, just because they, that's where that's where Ronnie was. Washington is, is Washington's not on the coast though. There's a bunch of ocean in it's that pretty, first level. It's, it's it's pretty close to coast. It's not that far from the coast. It's not a coastal city, but you're not too far away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a couple 40, hours. 40, 50 minutes. It's not. It's about an hour in it to get there to the most in coastal inlet. I suppose so. So, well, we're really stretching here. I don't know where the hell this thing is. And I will say, in the, the, the documentation of this game simply refers to level one as the town. The town. So, <laughs> let's talk about what this game is. Tell the people what you do in this game, boat.
0: So bad dudes, you uh, progress from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen, and you destroy everything in your path. There are thousands and thousands of ninjas yes. in this in this environment, and they come at you. They they wear different clothes. They throw caltrips like you wouldn't believe. They
2: spread them around <laughs> like <they're> Johnny Appleseed <laughs> of cal-trips.
0: Um And uh, you, the 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 levels are all multi level so there is usually like a lower level which may or may not kill you when you come into contact with it and then there's an upper level (coughs) and um, you go back and forth and you know enemies just kind of surround you from all sides it's not a sodan thing where they only come from one side They'll, they'll come from the rear too
2: um, they do that in Sodan on some levels. I'll come from behind. Do they? Oh, yeah. Okay. But Sodan can we, only we face one. one.
0: Can Sodan face both
2: directions? Yeah, but he's a big, he's lumbery, <laughs> if you'll recall. Um, and so of all the games to bring back, Sort of Sodan. I, I compare
0: every now, ever since playing Sodan. Every game. That's it's a, just, yep, that's the, my, my go to comparison. Wow. Is it better than Sodan? Is it? I think Bad Dudes is a little better than Sodan. Go ahead. Sodan has its own We'll charms. debate that later. Um, but anyway, you you progress through these levels, and <laughs> the, the cool thing about this game is it really makes you feel like you're powerful because all of these ninjas can be dispatched in one hit. <laughs> well, all the flunky ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so they come at you full speed and just one punch levels them. Uh, you can charge up your punch by holding down your button and throw a super mega punch. He goes, whoa, bah. Yeah, the sound effects and in this fire game. fire comes out of his hand. Yeah, the sound effects in this game are something special. They're minimal. Um, and they're yeah.
2: minimalistic
0: in the home version. It's as if someone just approached a microphone and poked himself with a needle uh, in various places. And you get a, whoop. I, i'm thinking like ab,
2: a severe abdominal pain <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: spastic
2: <laughs> abdominal pain right. oh, ah,
0: oh and so this this is this happens whether you are doing well or not doing so well um you are, there's weapons in this game there's a dagger there are nunchucks and there's there, is there anything nunchaku else? nunchaku or the
2: dumb guy that's what we've been calling him too that's yeah there's soda there's a clock the only weapons yeah that's it so um it's too bad you can't get the claw. Yeah. The, awesome. the, but the nunchucks are the best weapon.
0: <laughs> yes. They the, you can just tear guys up with the nunchucks. Um you progress through different stages that the I guess I don't want to say too much about what I what I think about what's going on. Just if I was going to just abstractly describe the game, you move
2: through these different environments,
0: you kill all the flunkies, at the
2: end of a stage there's a bad guy. Yeah. Now the The good thing about this game, for, uh, for starters, there are multiple moves. There's a spin kick. Mm-hmm. There's a um, there's the charge punch. There's a sweep. Right. You know, he does a and there's just a plain Jane head kick. And it, you know, and he's getting the arcade pulling these moves off is not real difficult. You got a couple buttons there. You're good. In the Amiga version, it's a lot more difficult because you've got one button. And this is one game. In the arcade movement on it is, is kind of funky and the home version it's real freaking funky and uh even with my awesome joystick i still had some moments where i couldn't get to do what i wanted uh and the whole charging of the hand thing and i noticed this in the arcade really the only time i ever use that's when i fight the end guy on on the third level the multiple ninja that goes mm-hmm. because you can just hold charge in the second they all appear you can bop them but otherwise by the time you charge that thing up there's just so many freaking ninjas, man. You know, right. what's the point? of? And you, you, they all die with one hit. You know, so I guess in a boss battle, you could use it. But so uh, Boat touched on this, but this game has has eight levels. And the levels are all different. And, and some of the levels have unique, like, aspects. They're not that unique. But they're sort of unique. So the first level is the town. It's just the very, it's, you run through it there's, there's an upper and a lower level like Boat said and you and you are in a city and we, we think maybe atlantic city but that we just guessed and then the second
0: well, they blew up the chicken man, and man last i've night. never wanted to charge a punch
2: more than i do right now <laughs> so the second city the second level is the truck and the truck is great because you you're fighting you start on the back of trailer of a semi truck it's a two trailer truck and Ninjas are ascending the truck, and occasionally they'll they'll drive up on foreign cars and jump off, which I like, or they'll fall from the sky, and and you fight them on the truck, and you progress up to the cab of the truck, and at the end of that level, you fight this uh, what do we call this guy? Just he's like the Claw guy. Yeah, right?
0: he's like uh, the Vega. On Street Fighter 2. Except
2: he's wearing like a, a kind of a tan snake eyes outfit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's not that tough. Oh, no. we should mention on the first level, you fight Karnov, who's in other Data East games, including Karnov. <laughs> Star of Karnov. He was also in, little known fact, he was in Fighter's History 2, mm. which is a game I I'll, I'll, I'll like the Fighter's History series. I'm the only one. That was a Data East fighting game series where they got sued for ripping off Street Fighter. If it wasn't for that series, who knows what would have happened with fighting games because they ended up winning the court battle and were allowed to continue making it. So, right. but Karnoff was in that as well. Um, the third ground, uh, the third level in this is called the underground. Now, this level is your typical sewer level. Uh, it's got, um, it's got multiple levels, and then underneath it, it's like, um, it looks like free flowing cement in the arcade and the Amiga version. It's like the same thing. If you're tripping acid, it's just a big cold, congealed mess down there. You don't touch that. You, you'll die. Mm-hmm. Same thing on the second level. If you fall off the truck, you'll die. You go through that, and the end. The end guy on that level is this green ninja. His gimmick is he goes up in the corner. And he goes, he says this weird thing, and then about twenty ninjas come out of him and expand. He duplicates himself, and you have to kill all those ninjas and then pummel him. He's not that tough. And, and, but he's annoying. That's mm-hmm. the thing I hate about it. Because inevitably, he runs off the screen. And so you're just sitting there like an idiot. And all of a sudden, you hear him go, hum, yeah, ooh, wah, wah. and you see guys <laughs> expanding onto the screen from where he's at. You're like, oh, these over there. Mm-hmm. You know, so that gets kind of old. Now, level four has one of my favorite, it's probably my favorite villain in the game. Level four also has dogs. The dogs come up. and you I'm just, the dog, the big bite dog? No, these are real they're dogs. Like under- they're like uh, German shepherds, I okay. think. And you hit them, they go, go, but they'll, they'll bite you, you know. <laughs> but it's also got my favorite. that the, they've got so many ninjas, uh, in this game that they've they found some of these guys that were just expendable. So they've got ninjas that just run through the woods. On fire, just as fast as they can yeah, back they and just, forth. I think they're trying to find water. Because,
0: <laughs> you know, a lot of the guys in this game will not directly attack you. They'll just move towards you and coming into contact with you will hurt you. Yeah, the but.
2: ninjas, uh, the ninjas, uh, uh, oh, by the way, this I just read this document it says that those, that was New York City you were in. So oh, we were close. Close, yeah. I'm kind of let down now because I like the idea that it was Atlantic City. Yeah. That made it a little more It'll fun. It'll always be Atlantic City to me. So, anyway, the, this is the woods. The woods uh, arena is where the dogs and where the flaming guys are, and the flaming guys do just they just run past you for they who knows why. It's where
0: Icky is too.
2: It's where Icky, my cat. No, Icky in the woods. I don't know what you mean. There. He's doing the shuffle. Icky, man, that's obscure by my standards. I'm not <laughs> going to acknowledge that stupid thing. Uh, so. Anyway, the end of the fourth stage is it's a guy that looks like a Road Warrior from the old Road Warrior days. He's, and I mean, the wrestlers. He's now a, these would describe the Road Warriors. He's a big, tall, muscular dude with like spiked shoulder pads and like a mohawk and face paint. Road Warrior, like it looks like like Road Warrior Hawk. That's what he looks like. Maybe he had a double mohawk. He's a big freak, and he goes, "Oh, that's his big, that's <laughs> this his, his noise. battle cry." He goes, "Oh." <laughs> And he'll do, like, a double axe handle. He also does this, like, defy gravity drop kick. Oh, and he sticks both his feet out. And you have to pummel this guy. He's pretty tough, you know. He, he's, a, he's one of the tougher bosses, just because he's a big huge oaf. So, fifth level is the train. All right, now, I like this level. It's cool. It doesn't look as good on the home version. The arcade version looks cool. And also, in the home version, like, the truck level is quite, not quite as nice. The truck looks kind of small Mm -hmm. like your guy couldn't stand up in the truck that's right so i don't know what they're hauling in this truck (laughs) (laughs) they just got ninjas just packed in there (laughs) yeah like 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 cordwood just like stacked in there (laughs) well that's that would explain a lot so on the train the same kind of gimmick you fight your way to the front of the train and at at the front of the train i believe the guy you fight at the end of that one is i get these two guys confused there's a guy with a chain and there's a guy with a bow staff i think you fight the I think the chain guys at the end of this, they're, they're both sort of similar. You know, you just kind of go up and whack them. You ever play that game Yar Kung Fu? Remember mm-hmm. that game? Yeah. That had a bow staff guy and a chain guy. And they were named that, too. Bow and chain. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I like that game. Yeah, that game's good. I don't know what tangent. But uh, uh, anyway, after the, after the train is the grotto... And it's not Hugh. It's not half the grotto. We should mention that. Chicago, we would like to mourn rain. the loss of Hugh Hefner. Yeah, that's true. A great American, uh, and <laughs> he lived a good life. He did live a good life. Uh, uh, and the, and then, so the grotto is sort of like a, a, like a cave, mm-hmm. basically. And then, uh, level seven, you're at the docks, and the docks is sort of like. Uh, when you start the, the classic Data East Parade of Jobbers. All the guys you've beat start hey, coming to get you. The boss Rush. Yeah. And so, sh- that's a cool guy name for it. but uh, Just like it's, numchucks. Parade of Jobbers <laughs> is, is the appropriate name. And um, when I was a kid,
0: I always thought there was a B in there, too. Like, they were, they'd were hit you so hard, they'd make you numb.
2: Like, num-chucks, Numb Chucks. Numb that Chucks. That's better. <laughs> that's a lot better. So... When you get to the end of this game, you've like he said, it's a boss rush. You've got to fight all the bosses again. Karnov comes out and the Road Warrior comes out and all the guys. you got to fight all these guys and, it, and you get in this elevator. So the very last scene is a helicopter taking off and the ultimate super boss who's awesome looking, he's got this crazy hair and he's got, he looks like he's huge. Mm-hmm. He's standing on the uh, side of the chopper. What's that thing called? The runner? Yep. See, I learned from last time. Mm-hmm. And he's, Chilling. he's got a gun, right? So you gotta hop up on there and wail on him, mm. right? And ev- and I guess Ronnie's in the chopper, you wail on him, and uh, eventually you knock him off, he dies, the chopper lands, and Ronnie gets out, President Ronnie. And he's like, hey, thanks dudes, you know? He's like, let's go out for a burger. Now in the arcade version, the next scene is, a, is you, and uh, the two guys and Ronnie and 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 in front of the White House with the confetti going, they're eating burgers. They're chilling. They're eating with the with the president. And when I played this at the end, that you, you get got like a statue or something. It's that's a completely different ending, and mm-hmm. it's a much lamer ending. So that was a kind of a letdown. Yeah, it would have know. been so easy for them to just put in the arcade ending. I don't know why that's I don't know why they did that, uh, but uh, uh, overall, I was pleased with the game. It's got the contents there, Um, it is washed out. The controls are um, tough to master, let's go there. Mm -hmm. But it does keep the two player, it doesn't have that HUD that, that the Sly Spy had that took up half the screen. So it's, it's a give and take, right? What, what did you think about it? Yeah, to me, this
0: is this is sort of the precursor to the classic era you know, beat-em-ups like Final Fight and uh, Double Dragon, even the Double Dragon is kind of contemporary to this, moving around in a three-dimensional space. But there's a certain charm and a certain simplicity to just being able to move left and right on a single plane and just wail on guys. And the fact that, uh, you know, they all die in one shot, um, you know, you, you get like 40 of them lined up in just one
2: swing with the nunchucks and they're gone. And there isn't a variance to keep it from being utterly boring. Like no. There's a guy with a sword that pops up. Right. There's, sometimes there's chicks mm-hmm. that come out, They get their, and there's claw guys that come out. Yeah. You know? So there's a couple, like, my, mystery guys. I think
0: that the, the graphics on the Amiga version are not bad, and I think a lot of my complaints about the graphics are for both the arcade machine and the Amiga port, and the backgrounds are just totally forgettable I mean the city is kind of neat but it's the colors are are real washed out even in the arcade version Um, the all of the other stages are just sort of these repeating backgrounds there's no parallax I mean if they could have somehow incorporated like a shadow of the beast like background system into this it would have made a big difference in my enjoyment of this game
2: well the uh, you're right even on the like the best stage is probably the train. I would say uh, or the or the truck, the ones where you're moving on the right. highway, those are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was they didn't focus on that, and it, I wish the control had been a little more intuitive on the Amiga. But I mean, they they did what they, they best they they, could. they basically it's one of those gimmicks where they like uh, you hold the button down and move the joystick, and that's a thing. And then you, or if you let go of the button and hold and move the joystick around, that's another thing. Right? So there's they did a, it's okay, and and this is one of those games as we found out last week where if you try to rig a button, a second button through emulation it really screws you up, it doesn't work that well. Slice was the same way, you can't really do it. Uh, So uh, you sort of have to play the hand you're dealt in this one. Now you played this on the NES. Mm -hmm. How did this compare to that that one?
0: Well I think the NES version, let me go over to our port comparison real quick. Um, And I'm going to take us out of it because I think that's slowing down our uh, our video. But if we take that away, um, the NES I think holds up pretty well. They made it's sort of like looking at the uh, the C64 version of a game where they make the sprites smaller, um, and uh, it definitely doesn't have the the amount of detail in it. But the game is all there, and the fact that it just has two buttons is a huge you know a huge step up. Because you, at that point, you have a button, a dedicated jump button, and you feel like you are more in control of what's going on.
2: So you would say the the Amiga version is more arcade-like and more attractive, but the NES version is more playable. Yeah,
0: and I think that that's probably true for the the great majority. You can see here. You know the sprites are much much less detailed, but um, but you you know the the background to me doesn't look that much different. It actually it looks pretty similar.
2: This is the first time I've looked at the ZX Spectrum version. Yeah, and it looks it's definitely devoid the devoid of color. It's a a typical bordered game, but I mean it looks like it's it looks it looks a lot different, doesn't it? I mean it doesn't look anything like the uh, and I mean it doesn't look like it plays anything like the other one. Yeah, it looks just a totally different game. Um, So but.
0: Overall, you know, I grew up playing the NES version. I think I owned it at some point, and uh, and I played
2: it a lot, and I enjoyed it. I, I think it's it's good dumb fun. This is the classic example of a game that is just a, a throwaway. It's just the junk food of games. You know what I'm saying? You just you put it on, you turn your brain off. Like me and my kid have ran through this thing so many times. We might play it tonight, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's just it's sort of like altered beast. Is like this. It just like it just turn your brain off and just go and. Screw around, right? That's, you know, and have a good time, right? Look at that wacky stuff. Here's and, a guy on fire, you know, stuff like that. And
0: there's something about doing, you know, karate moves. It's the same feeling you get when you're playing uh, Kung Fu Master or something like that.
2: You know, doing that high kick, you know, mixing it up with some punches. It's fun to knock down like 20 guys. Oh yeah, oh, I like. Yeah. There's one big at the very beginning of the game where like ninjas come out like over on both sides. You're like a million of them, and you just it's, spin them back and forth like ba 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 And these suckers are going ah. Mm-hmm. Now we we don't want to end this without. Talking about the one huge oversight from this game that makes me almost give it a thumbs down. In the arcade version, when you complete a level, your guys raise their hands triumphantly and they go, I'm bad. In this game, you complete a level, your guy raises his hands <laughs> triumphant and goes, Ugh <laughs> Now I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened there. I'm sure the Amiga can make the noise to say I'm bad, but uh <laughs> Maybe that was an artifact from the ST port. I think it's. I think they use the same sound effects as the time traveling caveman (laughs) game we that we covered. Uh, (laughs) That was a fail. So yeah, that's. There's a lot of. Basically, what I recommend to is to get a tape recorder or something and have them record that part and then play it yourself. You know, me and my son both just do it. We say I'm bad at the Mm. same time whenever we finish the level. That's our (laughs) tradition. So overall, I give it thumbs up. It's dumb and stupid, but it's fun. Just sort of like the 80s. I concur. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we put out a request for um,
0: people to give us ideas for Patreon names, and Darren Cole has answered the challenge. He says, I'd like to hear the Patreon names read out in your best or worst foreign accent or impression of a famous actor or celebrity.
2: All right. What do you got? Now,
0: as you know, I am the master of the foreign accent. Okay. Oh,
2: yes. You're like
0: rich little, uh, no talent version. Let me just uh, let me just try this on. Maybe it would sound something like this. Oh God! (laughs) I need a drink. Hello, hello, hello. Good day, mate, governor. Oh no!
2: Now wait a minute. Which exodus is Australian (laughs) or British?
0: Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher, Laurent Giroux. Graham Vebke, Brent Dowdy, Blaine Henson, <laughs> Adam Bradley, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. <laughs> Brian Jones, Paul <laughs> Harrington, Duncan <laughs> Styles, <Whoa>. Alan Cub, <laughs> Anthony Jarvis, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh and Will Williams, Adam Who? Bradley, <laughs> Neil Mansell, Jonas Rowe, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy Humbert Stodd, Daniel Bengston, Brutal Barracuda, <laughs> Derrick Cowles, Jason Rarns, Pixel Ziton, <laughs> Kjobjorn Barman. What? how many actions did you run through right there i felt i felt like that was a good um that was kind of a um cockney
2: what really threw me is you went from australian english to boris badenov at some point (laughs) well it kind of (laughs) of (laughs) one phase into the other
0: squirrel and moose
2: yeah Very weird,
0: Boat. Thank that, you.
2: That was my best, uh, best foreign That's accent. the best you could do, eh? Whenever
0: I was in England, I talked like that all the when time. When you said, hello, hello, hello,
2: and then but mate, I couldn't tell what the hell. Did they say it? that was British and Australian? I, I, I try and please everybody. We're in that communicable podcast. Oh, I don't think you pleased anybody on this one. <laughs> I'd say the list would be a lot easier to read next week.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, Aaron, next week... Oh, and if you would like to support this podcast for some reason, I don't,
2: I don't know why you'd want to. I, I suggest supporting Boat for Therapy. Is there a <laughs>
0: Patreon therapy fund we can get for you? You can uh, head over to patreon.com slash amigos podcast. Um, next week, Aaron, we're going to do a racing game, but it's not just any racing game. It's a combat racing game. Oh, yes. We are going to do Road Rash, EA Zone, uh motorcycle combat racing game you, you you've had a cup of tea or a cup of coffee with this one haven't you? absolutely beautiful and, uh, we did it on saturn last week too so we ought That'll to be going up that. and uh it's going to be a good show so until then we are going to try <laughs> it's going to be a
2: good show we've already decided it <laughs> see we didn't we weren't so sure about this one but next week this it's funny. going to be a good it's one it's going
0: to be great uh we are going to try and record live uh, at this time around five ish um, you know, on Friday evenings, Eastern time, which is like nine o'clock something. I don't even know.
2: We're going to record it this time until Boat gets a fourth job. Yeah, we, we're going we, uh, <laughs> to, until future
0: notice, we are going to record. So if you want to join us on chat, just like our buddies Pishbot, Hasifa, uh, zr and others, um, <laughs> we will... Uh, many many more (laughs) there are there are thousands of people (laughs) Um, then feel free to join us we are we are broadcasting on twitch twitch.tv slash amigos podcast uh we'd love to have you in the chat and uh you know watch us live so aaron i will see you next week is that a threat (laughs) it's a promise oh man until next time guys Adios. adios